on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. Guys, one more sleep before the 2022-23 season kicks off for your Vancouver Canucks. And today, we're going to go through the goaltending, the defense, the forward group for the Vancouver Canucks. And I will give you guys my prediction on this season for the Vancouver Canucks because this is Locked on Canucks and it starts now. Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me on Twitter at Instagram at Process Sports with an underscore at the end. That is Process Sports with an underscore at the end. Also, I want you to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Locked on Canucks. We're the first thing that will show up. I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first and your, your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever, wherever you get your podcast services. And guys, you can tell I'm fired up right now. Um, I'm excited. I no, the preseason was kind of a, eh, you know, it didn't end on a resounding note. It wasn't the best preseason with injuries and stuff like that. But we are one sleep away, one sleep away from the start of the Vancouver Canucks season. A season in which is categorized, is titled as unfinished business. And I will talk about that unfinished business shortly. But as I mentioned... Today, I will be going through the Canucks roster, kind of analyzing all their position groups, and finally give you guys my prediction on what will happen for the Vancouver Canucks this season. Uh, If you are a regular listener, you probably know where I'm going to go. Um, And if not, well, you're going to prepare to be amazed because I'm about to tell you guys something very important. So let's just jump right in. Let's dive right in because... That's all we're going to do is we don't just get into it. So let's start off with the goaltending. Of course, Thatcher Demko and Spencer Martin are your goalies. Um, you guys all know how I feel about Thatcher Demko. Thatcher Demko, hell, Elliot Friedman spoke about how Thatcher Demko is his Vesna candidate. That is the type of respect he is garnering across the NHL. Now, do I think Thatcher Demko will win the Vesna? I'm not going to go that far, but I expect Thatcher Demko to do what he does best and carry the load for the Vancouver Canucks. He's going to play a lot of games. He's going to be um, that dude. He played 64 games last year, uh, the third most in the NHL. Um, he's going to be 26. He's going to be doing very well. Last year, he proved he could be that guy. Um, you know, he, he was 24-16 with a 2.6 goals against average in his first 44 games. And he had to, you know, carry a lot. Spencer Martin played very well. That made Yaroslav Halak expendable. He went 3-0-3 with a 1.74 goals against average. Um, goaltending will not be an issue for the Vancouver Canucks. The only issue I have is, can Spencer Martin fill in 
for Thatcher Demko on those back-to-back nights, those games where it's, you know, four games in five nights, those long road trips where, you know, the Canucks need their backup goalie to come in and maybe steal them a game or two. Can Spencer Martin do that? Because I know what Thatcher Demko is. Thatcher Demko is a proven commodity in the net. Uh, he's one of the best goalies uh, on the planet Earth. And like I said last year, had the U.S. had an Oli- the NHL players in the Olympics, uh, Thatcher Demko would have been on that roster. Uh, that's how good of a goalie he is. And I think you're just going to see him take another step this year um, and become an elite, elite goaltender, a top five goaltender, I believe, this year. Because uh, let's face it, with that defense core, the Canucks are going to get peppered a lot and they're going to need Thatcher Demko some nights to stand on his head to give the offensive chance to go ahead and score some goals. So I'm excited for Thatcher Demko. I think it's going to be another season, another Mark that the Canucks made the right decision in keeping Thatcher Demko over Jacob Markstrom. And he's going to prove it once again that he is that dude, or as the kids say now, he is him. So uh, that goaltending, I have no issue about it at all. Um, the defense core, though, as we were talking about Demko, uh, the defense core needs some help. Now, Vancouver was fifth in goals against per game at 2.67. Uh, and then it was 23rd, uh, sorry, Fifth in goals against under Bruce Brudrow when it was tw- uh, 23rd under Travis Green. So they did improve. Now, of course, there was no significant changes. Uh, at this particular moment for tomorrow, uh, as opener, it looks like it's going to be Quinn Hughes, Luke Shen, same as last year, OEL, Tucker Pullman. Uh, of course, Tyler Myers is out with injury. Uh, and then Riley Stillman, the man who was just acquired this past weekend, and Kyle Burrows, of course, filling in for the injured Tyler uh, Travis Dermott as well. So we'll see how this makeshift defense core looks uh, for the first couple, you know, the first road trip. And it's going to be a test right away because the Canucks have a five-game road trip to kick their season off, of course, starting off at Edmonton. And then they go to Philly on Saturday. So, you know, a game against Philly should be a win. Tomorrow's going to be tough in Edmonton. But how is that defense core going to hold up this whole season? Uh, once Tyler Myers and Travis Dermott get back healthy, there'll be a little more stability. Um, so I'm intrigued to see how, uh, this defense core plays out. Now, we know how good Quinn Hughes is. We know Quinn Hughes is that guy. He is the guy that, you know, we all expect him to be. He's going to put up a lot of points. He's going to, you know, be that 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 guy that can carry the, the male offensively. But what about defensively? I, I want to see what Tucker Pullman can do coming back from injury. Can he, um, you know, play serviceable minutes? Can he... You know, play that nice shutdown rule. I think OEL and Tyler Myers, once they get healthy, they will Zoom playing that, you know, they're not going to put up numbers offensively anymore. We know that. But can they uh, match up against teams' top lines and, you know, be effective against them like they did last year? Uh, I think so. And if they can do that, that will help the Canucks out exponentially because then it allows Quinn Hughes to do what he does best and that's skate the puck, carry the puck, uh, and be an offensive uh, force in which what he is. So that is the goaltending and defense core. Again, defense is the biggest question. The injuries are key because if they get injuries, this defense core is not deep whatsoever. Uh, and it's going to be a test. Um, we already see with Travis Dermott and Tyler Myers out. It's going to be a test right out of, the, out of the shoot. And it's imperative that this team gets off to a good start because last year we saw what happened. You know, they got off to, you know, a horrible start. An 18, 8, 8-15-2 record in their first 25 games. Basically, put them behind the eight ball. Even though they went 32, 15, and 10 afterwards, there was no chance of them coming back from that. So this start is imperative for the Vancouver Canucks. 
Um, when I look at this opening five-game road trip, if they can get three wins out of this, uh, that will be a massive, massive coup. Now, they start off in Edmonton. I think it's going to be a very raucous environment in Edmonton. Um, they're, I know I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, spoiler alert, I did pick the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup uh, because I think they've solved their goaltending issues and they have the two of the two of the five best players in the NHL. And I think Connor McDavid will be a man possessed this year um, to do so. So the Canucks open up, and this is where the defense core is going to be tested because they're going to open up against McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane in game one. Then the Flyers, um, the Flyers are in a, a team in transition, so I think the Canucks should be able to get a win there. But then next Monday, Washington. Still have Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Then you have the Columbus Blue Jackets that have Johnny Hockey, Patrick Laine. Um, I think Columbus will be a decent team. Then you have Minnesota. Uh, then following Thursday with Krill the Thrill um, and the Minnesota offense. So they're going to be tested. There's going to be some high-end skill players they're going to have to go up against in this first five-game road trip. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt. Then, you know, they play host to Buffalo with their first home game. That should be a win. Then they go against Carolina. Then they play at Seattle, um, which is not going to be an easy test because Seattle's improving. Carolina's a cup contender. Pittsburgh. And then, so their first month of the season, uh, while they're still battering, they're playing against potent offensive teams. I want to see how this defense core can hold up. And if this team can hover around 500 or be slightly above 500, that'll be a big win because they're dealing with a couple big injuries on their defensive line. So if the Canucks can... If their defense core can just calm the storm and play, not don't do too much, just play it safe and play it down, and they get through this spell, through these injuries, on a 500, around 500 level, or slightly above, that will be a massive, massive win because as this team picks up steam, uh, their offense will carry them, I think. And speaking of offense, after this break, I'm going to look at the forward lines uh, that are kind of interesting, but I also think there's a lot of positives going for that. So stick around for that. But first... I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar and the fine folks at Built Bar. Have, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can really find a good hiding place for them and have them all for yourself. That's what I do. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puffs are covered 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's good about Built is that their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puffs, whether you need a snack or for your workout or a late-night treat. Just grab it. It's quick. It's easy. It's simple. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order. All right, guys. Welcome back to Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Special season preview. We went through the goaltending highlighted by Thatcher Demko and how he probably will be a Vesna candidate. 
the defense pairing that is going to be tested a lot in this first month. And we're going to have to show me a lot to prove that this team can get where they want to go. And if they can survive it, then, well, this team will be off and running. Now, the thing that's going to be the driving force of this team, the offense. This team is going to go as Thatcher Demko goes and how that offense clicks. Um, so based off what we saw uh, in this practice in the morning skate today, uh, JT Miller sent up by Brock Besser, who is on the opening day roster, was not like Ilya Mikheyev, who is uh, on the injured list. Him, alongside Tanner Pierce, who's played well uh, in the preseason, who I was actually surprised of how well he played with. Um, so he's going to be on the line with JT Miller. Second line, this one I'm fired up about. Elias Pettersson, Andre Kuzmenko, and Niels Hoaglander. Three guys that had very, very, very good uh, preseasons, and they're going to build upon that chemistry. I'm excited to see what Kuzmenko and Pedersen can do. Uh, they both have showed me a lot in the preseason. I talk, spoke about it yesterday. Uh, they were both very big positives um, in uh, the preseason. I think that that duo right there will give a lot of teams fits. Um, and like I said, I think Elias Pedersen has a, a dominant year upcoming. He's going to explode uh, on this league. I think with... Well, for those of you guys that follow me on Instagram and Twitter, know that I do some other content, and I made a prediction that um, Elias Patterson will have more points than Mitch Marner this year. And I wholeheartedly believe that because he's going to be playing with a guy like Andre Kuzmenko or JT Miller and Brock Besser throughout the season. He's going to be playing with high-end skilled guys. He's going to be motivated. He looks motivated. He looks like a man possessed because he wants to win and he wants to get paid, I suspect, a big season for Elias Pedersen and Niels Hoaglander deserves to play with that. He, you know, he played very well in the preseason. So he gets an opportunity to play in a top six role uh, that I really like. I think it's going to be very good for Niels Hoaglander that, you know, he gets a positive, re re positive reinforcement, excuse me, that he gets to play on a top six role with Andre Kuzmenko and Elias Pedersen because he deserved it because he had a good preseason. Um, the third line. Now I haven't mentioned Bo Horvat's name yet. Well, because, He's actually going to, the Canucks start off using their depth and spacing them out on each of their own lines. So you're going to have Bo Horvat centering line with Connor Garland and Vasily Pod Coles. And now this line right here um, is very intriguing to me because Horvat, we know, has a 200 foot game. Connor Garland and Pod Coles and both have that sandpaper aspect to their game. This could be very exciting. I know I spoke about it earlier that I thought Kuzmenko, uh, before training camp and preseason, that Kuzmenko, Pod Coles, and, uh, and Horvat. To play on the same line, but this actually works as well. Uh, I like Connor Garland's game. He had a you know that big spell of last year. We didn't score, but if he can play with Horvat and and Paul Coles and they can build some chemistry, that's an excellent, excellent third line, a line that could chip in offensively, but also go up against a team's top line and give them fits. Uh, Connor Garland's an agitator, but silly Paul Coles is no stranger to getting into the mix of things, and we know what Bo Horvat does. Um, speaking of Bo Horvat. I was listening to Elliot Friedman speak about his contract situation that everybody in Canucksland thought he would be around six something. I thought that, well, it's going to start with a seven because the market for centers has gone up. So I spoke about it yesterday. I think a deal gets done. Um, he's the captain and just pay him what you think he's worth because that's the going rate for a center right now. And if you lose him, it kind of screws up the whole flow of everything and the going forward. So I think the Horvat deal gets done. Um, whether you like it or not, Bo Horvat will be a Vancouver Canuck for the foreseeable future. And then we go to the fourth line. Dakota Joshua, a guy that was brought in in the offseason, a big body, a guy that can, you know, play another. The, this new look Canucks fourth line. Curtis Lazar is going to be the anchor of that fourth line. I've said before, 
he's going to drive that fourth line. Neil Zaman, the you know guy who came in, earned a spot, and won a position there, and Dakota Joshua as well. Uh, that fourth line, if they can just build some energy, get some offensive zone time, and you know just be just be a decent fourth line, not expecting anything offensive, but just not be a liability in their own end, and just play the right way. That to me is all fine. The top nine on this team, once Ilya Mikheyev comes back, I'm intrigued to see where he might slot in. It. Uh, I'm thinking he probably slides in where Hoaglander is. Uh, on the top six, uh, once he's back, we'll see once uh, Ilya Mikheyev is back. But as of right now, that's what they're going to go with. And I think this roster is deep up front. They are talented. They have high-end skill. Uh, they have two-way players. They have sandpaper. They have all the ingredients to be a successful forward group. Now they just got to go out there and do it. Um, so I'm very excited to see that. Um, quickly, let's touch on the power play. Uh, first unit power play, of course, you have Kuzmenko. Patterson, Horvat, Miller, Hughes. Explosive talent all over across the board. Uh, I think that right there is going to be a lethal power play unit. And if, with that ability, you now can put Brock Besser on the second power play unit that really gives uh, that unit a shooter, a guy that you can feed the puck to and shoot, which might do Brock Besser well. Because you look at the first power play unit, Patterson's a shooter, Miller can shoot, Horvat plays a net front presence, Kuzmenko can shoot the puck, and of course, Quinn Hughes can as well. So with Brock Besser being on the second unit, He's going to be able to get a lot of sh- shooting opportunities. And I think he's going to shoot the puck and shoot it a lot this season because, like he said, he wants to hit that 30-goal plateau. So I think being on that second unit power play gives him ample opportunity to score in boatloads on the power play. He will be the anchor of that second unit power play. So that's all the offensive front. You can tell I'm very excited for my voice. I'm actually kind of <laughs> – my voice is kind of sore right now, but I'm very excited. Uh, I can't wait. I probably won't sleep tonight because I think this team – if they can get through this first month and injuries can have a very successful season and coming up after this break, uh, the final break, I'm going to give you guys my last little monologue and finally end with my predictions on this season. Welcome back to locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things, Vancouver Canucks. This is the time. There's a reason the Canucks, uh, slogan for this season is unfinished business they had a great finish to the last year uh the second half of last year almost missed making the playoffs just missing out um and this year it's time brock besser's in his sixth nhl season bo horvat's rookie year was back in 2015 elias Pettersson is in his fifth season um quinn hughes is in his fourth and thatcher demko is in his third as the starting goalie and the time is now there is no more rebuild there is no more retool. There is no more stockpiling draft picks. There is no more of that. I don't want to hear it. I don't care for it because you know why. And these players have said it. It's time to raise. There's a quote right here from Canucks general manager uh, Patrick Alvin. In order for us to raise the bar here with the standard and culture, it's about the players and leadership group we have. Well, the players and leadership group they have are all in their prime. There is no more, no more excuses for this team to not make the playoffs. I don't care about draft picks and cap space and this and that. The skill this team has, especially up front and in net and with Quinn Hughes on the back end, this team has no more excuses to not make the playoffs. It's Last year, I thought they would make the playoffs and they didn't because they got to a shit start, a horrible start. 
this year, there are no excuses. You went out and spent money in free agency to get Ilya Makiev. You got Andre Kuzmenko. You got Curtis Lazar. You signed JT Miller to a new deal. You, you signed Brock Besser to an extension. The time is now. Guys like Pedersen, Besser, Horvat, Miller, Demko, Hughes, the list goes on. They didn't sign up to be a fringe playoff team anymore. They didn't sign up to be out of the playoffs. It is time now, 52 seasons. No Stanley Cup. There has never been a Stanley Cup in Vancouver Canucks history in 52 years. The last, well, basically since 2011, has been a very dark period with a few sprinkles of light. You had the 2020 bubble run, and you had a couple playoff runs. You got bounced in the first round that ended horribly, right? The time is now. The Canucks are good enough. They are a good enough team to make the playoffs. I don't want to hear anything about talent anymore. The Vancouver Canucks have enough talent to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. They have a 29-year-old in JT Miller who just came off 99 points. They just signed the biggest free agent in, in from Europe, Andre Kuzmenko. They added speed for Ilya Mikheyev for the penalty kill and, their, and just their full lineup. Curtis Lazar and Dakota Joshua bring experience and physicality. You have a captain in Bo Horvat who just scored 31 goals, who is in a contract here, who is going to prove a point that, hey, I should be around for a long time. You have a team with the right guys running it now. Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford, guys who won Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh. The time is now. I don't want to hear any more excuses this season. I don't want to hear anything else. Elias Pettersson had 32 goals and 68 points this year. Quinn Hughes had 68 points as well. And those are the three guys I want to talk about. Thatcher Demko, Elias Pettersson, and Quinn Hughes. If those guys, I don't care if Brock Besser scores 30 goals. I JT Miller is going to do his thing. Bo Horvat's going to do his thing. But Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, and Thatcher Demko need to be the driving force for the Vancouver Canucks. Elias Pettersson needs to take that step from being a 70-point guy to a 90 to 100-point guy. Quinn Hughes needs to take the step from being a nice young defenseman who can put up 68 points to a guy that's battling to be a top 10 defenseman. Thatcher Demko needs to be a top five goalie. They have the talent to do it. It is now time they take over this organization and they run it because they're entering their primes now. They're in their physical peaks. They're at the point out where they're no longer just young players. It is time for them to show up and show out on a nightly basis for the Vancouver Canucks. And if they do so, which I expect they will this season because everything they're saying, their mentalities are right. And those three guys were here the entire time. This whole preseason, excuse me. The Vancouver Canucks will make the playoffs this year. The Vancouver Canucks will be a playoff team this year. Now, the way I see it shaking down is I think Edmonton is the class of the Pacific. And as I mentioned, I think Edmonton wins the Stanley Cup this year because I think Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl will have that inner just drive. I saw that last playoffs where those two guys carried that team to the Western Conference Finals with Mike Smith being an absolute sieve in net. I need to see that from Elias Patterson, Quinn Houston, Thatcher Demko. Take that team over. Take the reins of it. You have enough help. Take it over. And do what you do best. And if they do that this season, if those three guys can uh, 
reach their full potential, this team will be in the playoffs. I think the Canucks, best case scenario, if it all works out, the Canucks will be a top three seed in the Pacific Division. I think it can be Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, top three, with LA being a wild card team. Now, realistically, they will, the Canucks will probably be a wild card team. Worst case scenario, injuries pile up, defense is an absolute atrocity, and nothing works out, and they bottom out. Then you know it's wholesale changes are going to happen. But I don't want to think like that. I believe this team and those three big guys will step up. They'll finish that unfinished business. They will make the playoffs. They will be a playoff team. And this season will be the first step in this team returning to be a Stanley Cup contender continuously. That is it. That is it. You can book it, write it down, film it, whatever you want to do. It's on record right now. The Vancouver Canucks will be a playoff team this season. That is that. Oh, okay. That's all the time we have for today for Locked On Canucks. Uh, that was a good soliloquy. Um, tomorrow, we will preview the Canucks visiting the Edmonton Oilers, go through the Oilers roster, the Canucks roster, some matchups to key up. And for all you betting folks out there, I will be back with my best bets for the Canucks versus Oilers game. So, guys, I want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. Of course, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Now, for your second listen, I want you guys to take a listen to Locked on NHL, where our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Guys, take care. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys all tomorrow.